Welcome into Diamonds in the Desert. I am Jordan Ham. Arizona Diamondbacks coming off a tough two-game series. Lost both of them to the Oakland A's. Now they're heading on the road. First East Coast trip, uh, and they are going to open things up with the Washington Nationals. Uh, we will hear from Maria Torres. She covers the team for The Athletic. Does a great job over there. Um, but before we get to her, let's look back at uh, what went right, what went wrong for the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, with these two games um, against the Oakland A's. So uh, you saw for the first time Zach Gallen take the mound um, and what is probably the closest thing to a full pitching staff. And it's been interesting. I've been waiting to do, you know, typically early on in the season, we do a, uh, all right, what do we know? One trip through the rotation. Uh, what do we know? Two trips through the rotation. There's been so many moving parts and so many changes that we haven't really been able to do that piece of content because uh, the Diamondbacks have changed so many things. Riley Smith coming in, Taylor Widener, um, you know, getting the final spot, uh, Zach Gallen coming back, um, a lot of shifting and, and things happening. But, um, you know, it, it's been interesting now that we are, I think the the rotation is finally a bit stabilized. We know kind of where, uh, how it's going to order out with Mad Bum, Gallon, uh, you know, Luke Weaver. Seems as though Widener and Riley Smith are going to be your your final two. And as Jody Jackson pointed out earlier this week on the Brad Sessmat show, that uh, it's a great burst from Widener and, and Smith, but you can't really necessarily count on them. They're young pitchers. They're coming off a shortened season, as are everybody. But uh, it, it's just tough to kind of navigate what's been going on um, with that. So uh, let's get into game number one, uh, the Madison Bumgardner start, a really st- tough start for him again. Uh, four and two-thirds, gave up six earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts, gave up a home run, um, had a uh, pickoff that went awry, um, and he just really has has struggled, and he sounded like a man defeated um, in postgame. Um, so far this year, 13 and two-thirds innings, 22 hits given up, 12 walks, um, one and four uh, with a 6.48 ERA uh, from last year, now continuing that, that those struggles here. So, um, And he, he sounded like, look, I'm trying to do everything I can. Um, and it, it's a tough situation to, to come into a new team um, in 2020, uh, so much changed that year uh, with what a normal setup was. And I, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought this could be a bounce back year for him. Uh, maybe not to his ace quality, but just a, another solid top of the rotation option. Uh, and we just haven't seen that yet. So um, it, it will be interesting to see moving forward what Tori Lovello does. Um, if he feels like he needs to make a move and he was asked, um, you know, a couple starts ago after the first start of after he said, well, he was okay, and uh, Cam Cox, a friend of Sports 360 AZ over at Channel 12, said, when is okay not okay? Um, and Tori, w- he he kind of gave a uh, pretty vague answer of just like, look, I'm still trying to develop a relationship with him. We were pretty limited last year. So um, obviously a big problem when the, the your ace um, or your perceived ace is really struggling. Um, and this hasn't been um, an isolated little stretch um, it's been now over the course of two years. So uh, we'll we'll see how they're they're able to navigate back to that. I still think he can be a quality pitcher here um, and a, a top of the rotation guy. Uh, maybe not ace quality, maybe a you know, if he's a one, two or three, I think he's 
that's okay. You pair that with some of the other pitchers and the way they've been throwing. If Luke Weaver can keep this up, if Zach Gallen uh, is the Zach Gallen of what we've seen so far as he comes off an injury, uh, then I think you're in pretty decent shape. Um, and, and you can achieve some of those goals and maybe, uh, you know, as Tori said at the beginning of the season, shock the world. But uh, it's really tough when when one of your key pieces, especially in the rotation, is uh, putting your team in a hole. Um, and the, the encouraging thing is the Dimebacks battled back. They made it a 5-6 game, but then that, that's just compounded by the, the bullpen struggles. Really rough series for the bullpen there. Um, Stefan Crichton struggled. Uh, he gave up a run. Kevin Ginkle gave up a run. Um, Ginkle's been, in my opinion, pretty darn good this year. Um, he's bounced back nicely. We're seeing the the command um, that he, he had and, and dominated with in 2019 and then struggled with um, in 2020. Um, but then you, you look to the next start, uh, obviously a big start for Zach Gallen. He threw the ball very well, uh, gave up three hits, one earned run. Um, it was a solo shot, eight strikeouts, uh, 82 pitches. Um, and, you know, they, they're going to be cautious with Gallen um, as he comes back from that kind of freak accident, that, that hairline fracture he got while taking batting practice. Um, but the, the curveball was the thing that was the issue for him in spring training. Uh, it, he felt discomfort when he was throwing it. Sounds like there wasn't any discomfort, but they're they're going to keep him cautious. So he only went four innings. Um, Taylor Clark gave up uh, three earned runs. Uh, every pitcher that came in uh, after Zach Gallen gave up a run. Um, so that, uh, you know, the, the questions around the bullpen, I think, are continuing to swirl. I think they've been good prior to this series. Not amazing. Uh, by no means bad. And they, frankly, they were getting stretched thin pretty early. And there are a lot of starters in there um, to help kind of, uh, you know, tread water with that because a lot of these starters weren't getting deep into the games. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks sort of anticipated that because, uh, you know, coming off of a 60 game season, also you're, you're going, your endurance is probably going to be down and they, they wanted to have those longer arms. I asked Tori about that um, entering the A series of just, it was it by design to have this many starters in the bullpen or was it just the best six to eight guys that, that were going to make that team. And he said it was a, a mix of both. He knew that there was probably going to be some, some room where they had to, you know, work around and Taylor Clark so far, uh, I thought had been pretty good. Um, but he, he struggled mightily in that game. Um, Alex Young, we've seen, uh, okay, fine. Um, but if, if you really want to shorten those, take the pressure off the starting pitching, the bullpen's got to be there. Uh, the offense is starting to come around, which is encouraging um, because of, they did have a really slow start. Now we're starting to see more crooked numbers up there. Um, so that that's promising for the Diamondbacks. But uh, if two-thirds of your uh, rotation right now is struggling, or uh, excuse me, two-fifths, so 40%, um, as they are with Madison Bumgarner, and Merrill Kelly is struggling right now. You finally have Gallon back. He was solid, but he's going to take a little bit of time to be, all right, he's going to go six, seven innings. Uh, and again, two young pitchers that are pitching well for you right now, but you know there are going to be ups and downs in any season, especially a young season. So uh, the, the depth is going to be something that we're going to have to look out for moving forward. Um, but now we look ahead. Diamondbacks, um, after an off day, go to... Uh, the East Coast, and they'll kick things off against the Washington Nationals, who um, have also struggled. Uh, three and six on the year. Uh, their first four games 
um, were postponed um, and they had to work around a lot of things due to COVID. Um, and it kind of just snapped us back into reality um, with that. And it took some time to get some of those key players back. So uh, I think that the Nats are a better team than their three and six record show, obviously so early, uh, but they were able to get some key guys back in the lineup. Um, so, and you have two former Diamondbacks, Max Scherzer and Pat Corbin going up against the D-backs this weekend. So a lot of storylines uh, to look at here. Uh, and we are joined by Maria Torres of The Athletic. She does a great job covering the team. She's covered multiple teams here over the years um, and done a phenomenal job. So she's going to help us preview the series between the Diamondbacks and the Nationals. And as we continue our discussion on the Arizona Diamondbacks and where they stand here early in the 2021 season, we look ahead to the series against the Washington Nationals, and we are joined by Maria Torres, who covers the team for The Athletic. Maria, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jordan. So early on in the season, uh, the, the Nats, the Mets, their series gets canceled um, due to COVID restrictions, the uh, Nats also missed their first game against the Braves. Um, going through the 2020 season, uh, when you heard that news early on in the 2021 season, was it almost like for you, all right, here we go again? Sure was, especially because the Nationals made it through spring training without any COVID-related issues. I mean, they even had um, a pitcher leave camp and uh, for a surgery and come back, and um, nothing went wrong then. Um, so the fact that something did go wrong as they were finally getting started to, you know, start the season, like that's, that was like a pretty, that was a pretty big hit. And yes, it was a big reminder of the fact that, yeah, we're still, we're still fighting through a pretty big, you know, public health ordeal. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely put a bit of a damper on things. Mm -hmm. Uh, early on, they sit at three and six, um, but uh, obviously a lot of starting and stopping as well. Um, but it feels like, uh, you know, it was also quite a few games where there are some key contributors that weren't quite able to, to make the team quite yet um, due to their, their quarantines and things like that. So, you know, it, how tough is it to gauge where the Washington Nationals are right now, knowing that a lot of these guys are just getting their first couple of games under their belt right now? Yeah, I think you could just kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, then the team didn't perform as it, as it was expected to perform the first week because there were so many guys out. I mean... Um, they started the season with like three replacement players in the lineup um, and that you know funny enough like you know they were actually hitting pretty well in terms of getting on base they just weren't driving in runs like their situational hitting was really poor and um, you know they the, a funny fact too like they out hit in terms of the number of hits like the Dodgers over the weekend um, I think it was like 30 to 16 or something really ridiculous um and yet you know they were outscored so um in each of those games um so you know those those things kind of flipped a little bit um during this past series in st louis three games with the cardinals they dropped one um but the other two games they looked a lot more like they were expected to to look like i mean i'm not saying that they're always going to outscore every opponent because that's not always the case um but especially considering it was like you know um their first games back with with Josh Schwarber. I mean, sorry, <laughs> Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber uh, hitting right behind Juan Soto, and then a couple spots later, uh, Josh Harrison in there as well. Um, you know, Juan Soto had a, a three hit night the first the first game that those guys were back, and that was his first three hit 
game since last year. Um, and, you know, the next, not the next day, but the day after that, yesterday, um, another, it was a 6-0 victory then, and then it was, you know, getting production from, Josh Bell wasn't in the lineup, but you still saw Schorber and Harrison do what they were expected to do, um, and Soto still have a good game. Mm-hmm. So um, the offense is definitely on the come up um, in those in, in that you know in, in those terms. But then you've got the, of course the the pitching. Pitching is still a little wobbly. I think um, you know Joe Ross has been a really bright spot to start the season, um, but. And Steven Strasburg had a really good first outing and then bombed his next one. Um, Max Scherzer's still Max Scherzer, so that's good. Um, and they, the Nationals got like a surprise, surprise, a good outing from from Eric Fetty um, mm-hmm. in St. Louis as well. Um, but you know they're still they're still waiting on John Lester to come back. They're still waiting on Patrick Corbin to still figure things out. Um, hopefully, he that that past performance was just an issue of rust and not um some un- other like underlying issue mm-hmm. um i'm kind of like I'm, I'm kind of encouraged that you know it's not it was just, just a matter of you know getting getting his feet back underneath him um he did a lot of good things in spring training so um i expect them to turn it around mm-hmm. uh with the the steven strasburg situation i know that there was a, a bit of a controversy uh in, in st louis can you just kind of recap what happened um, for those that that weren't aware of, of what was going on with the cameras and the the, the dugout and all of that? Yeah, so um, you know there was a, a camera at Bush Stadium that caught a clip of, of Steven Strasburg sitting behind the dugout in the tunnel, um, the, you know, rubbing his his shoulder and his neck, and um, that was aired first on the St. Louis broadcast, and then once Masson realized that they had that clip, they also ran it themselves, and that's the Nationals network. Um, and you know it. it you know, when you see a pitcher uh, kind of massaging that area of his body, uh, you're, you're automatically, like, concerned, especially when, in this case, like, he was having such a bad game. So after the game, um, Dave Martinez was asked about whether or not he was, uh, you know, why he thought that um, Strasburg was, was rubbing that shoulder. If there was no, at that point, um, no one had said anything about Strasburg being hurt. Um, and they all just thought that, you know, he was having mechanical issues that day. Uh, Dave Martinez. Martinez said no, um, that he didn't know why he was doing that, and then he went on a little tiny little rant about how that camera wasn't supposed to be even, you know, capturing those images. And, you know, Strasburg was also upset. He said that was like an invasion of privacy and that um, those cameras are not supposed to be, you know, doing that. But there should be some kind of safe space, or sorry, safe place in the uh, in the ballpark for, for players to unwind without, you know, fans like seeing everything and that fans even aren't even interested in those kinds of things. Um, so, uh, that kind of (laughs) set off a, a little chain reaction. Um, you know, there were messages sent out to, to regional affiliates, um, reminding them that they're not allowed to shoot behind or shoot anything that's off that's not either in the dugout or on the field. Um, those, there are guidelines against those things. And, um, honestly, I'm just kind of assuming that because it's a new, a new, um, you know, it's been a rebrand of the, of the old stations. I'm assuming that that was just one thing where, you know, maybe the local broadcast crew, um, if they were new, they maybe weren't aware. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, with the the rest of the pitching staff, when when we look ahead to this Diamondbacks National Series, um, a couple of former Diamondbacks will be uh, facing their old team, and Pat Corbin, Max Scherzer, almost it it seems like 
you know, decades and decades ago that, that Max Scherzer w- was pitching for the Diamondbacks. But um, with you mentioned Pat Corbin uh, having a bit of a rough start, seemed more like it was kind of shaking the rust off. Uh, Max Scherzer, um, as you said, has continued to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, the importance of those two moving forward, especially after probably a shortened season where you know, there's some uncertainty with guys' durability and that sort of thing. Just how important, um, you know, beyond the obvious, are, are those two to the, the national success? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does. I don't know how to say it, state it more, like, like what's less obvious about it. I think just <laughs> the fact that, you know, that they are, you know, two of the top three um, in the rotation right now. And, you know, they were both paying in a way to, you know, to be those guys. And, um, you know, the Corbin and I think particularly with Corbin, um, you know, you, you kind of know what you're going to get out of Max Scherzer. Like, yeah, last year maybe wasn't his, like, best year. Um, but, like, he, you know, it's, it's Scherzer. He'll, he'll always, like, turn in a really uh, his best performance. Last year for Corbin, um, it just didn't go well. He, at one point, said in spring training that he just never felt right. And, um, like, during twenty the, during the 2020 season, um, he thought maybe it could have something to do with the fact that you know there was like that, that long layoff and then Denver really knew when to begin ramping back up for the season and then it just kind of like spiraled and he had a really bad year um and he identified a couple of like things that he wanted to work on during the offseason started his throwing program a little bit earlier got into spring training um just like ready to actually um work on things that he wanted to do and you know one of the things that he did was he he started implementing a harder slider um basically i mean he calls it a he called it well, he was calling it a number of things he was calling it the hard slider he was also calling it a cutter i think we're just like going with the fact that it's just a, a cutter so it's just um you know very similar behavior to his slider just a little a little quicker to the plate um and you know he was also making sure that his his changeup was was um was ready for the season that's one of the things that he's kind of like waffled between um how to use that pitch i think when he was in arizona um he had like one of uh he like threw his change up at the highest rate mm-hmm. that he'd been throwing it um and alex avila when he was catching him then um noticed that was a really really effective pitch um but he just kind of got away from that pitch and um has kind of been like up and down on how, how to use it um you know he didn't really use it in his first start but um, as pitchers always say, that's really a field pitch. So if you, if you don't have it that day, it's not going to come out. Um, so very, very possible that it could be back out there um, for this next start. You are uh, new to the the Nats beat, so you might not be as familiar with uh, you know any of the concession stands or the the restaurants around. But we always wrap up uh, one of our inter- in interviews with uh, these insiders on best food wrecks. So I know you've spent a lot of time in the Cactus League, covering the Angels, covering uh, the Kansas City Royals. Um, any spots in Arizona that are like a must-hit uh, when you're either coming out for the Cactus League or, or coming out to, to cover a Diamondback series? Um, I think my favorite spot that I found um, while covering the Angels was a Taco Guild. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, like it's, I guess, just north of downtown. Um, it's like this this cool like taco place in a an old church, mm-hmm. um, and like the bar is where the altar was, and you know you've got all these like you know like you know paintings on the walls um, like up the, up by the rafters, and it's it's just such a cool little spot. Um, I think it's just kind of it's I don't know it's like you know you're eating tacos at church. It's great, and the tacos are pretty good, and the, so are the drinks. So I that's probably my number one. 
Okay. Yeah, definitely a, a unique experience getting uh, getting tacos in, in that building for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the name of this pizza place. <laughs> and I wish I remembered it better. Um, I know it's on Camelback. Um, and it's it's got it's like a shoot. I don't know. It was like a it was like a kind of sweet and savory pizza that I had there. Um, but unfortunately, I cannot remember the name off the top okay. of my head. No, nowhere. Yeah, there's uh, actually it's parlor. I think it's par- parlor. parlor pizzeria. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think it's parlor. I love love parlor. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, some good spots there. Um, Well, Maria, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Certainly, I think um, two teams that are still trying to figure it out a little bit should be an interesting four-game series uh, between the Nats and the Diamondbacks. Definitely. Thank you for having me on, Jordan. Appreciate Maria joining us, helping us preview that series a little bit. Give us an inside look of where the Nats are right now um, and those food recommendations. Uh, you know, two, two really good restaurants here in Phoenix. We are not short on great food options uh, here in the state. So I'm excited to jump back with her maybe a little bit later in the year when, um, you know, she's able to get out to the stadium um, a little bit more and uh, get kind of the lay of the land. I know it's been very limited uh, for us media on kind of what's open, who's uh, who's able to come in and out, that sort of thing. So um, she is certainly not the only one that I've heard where it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. So, um, but glad she could give some some recs there. And I think we're gonna make like a master list um, because if aside, obviously, baseball writers are huge baseball fans. They're also huge food fans, so uh, they usually know where to go and what to eat. So I'm probably gonna make a, a master spreadsheet or something that we can share around. So. Um, but appreciate her jumping on, um, should be, um, I think an important series for both of these clubs. Um, they are still kind of putting the pieces together within their roster. Um, and there's just, it's still kind of that feeling out stage, uh, for these two teams. Uh, some of these teams have come in and they're rock steady and they know exactly what their roles are. The, the Diamondbacks, the Nats, I think those are two teams that, uh, don't share that right now. So they, they need to kind of figure that out. And uh, if they can pick up in a, an important four game series, uh, pick up some some key wins here. Um, I think that's going to be pretty darn important. So thank you as always for turn, tuning in to Diamonds in the Desert. I'm Jordan Ham, and uh, make sure to watch some baseball here this weekend.